these people who play kirtan music. Have you heard kirtan music? It's like devotional music. Now they're putting it to a more contemporary beat and stuff. And everyone gets, it's really nice. You get to evoke emotion and heart, flower petals opening and everything like that. And then I get up there and I go, well, here's the bad news. <laughs> In a way, I'm seeing it almost as a bringer of bad tidings, really. It's sort of like you ruined the party. Because this is about, it's really about nothing. And it doesn't have, it does, it's not like anything here over time. I've seen it more and more like that. Because here, we start with every, all our direction and movement is based on an assumption. As Ramana Maharshi puts it, there's a presupposing, which is the word pre is really important, a little part of it, a presupposing of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for that non-existent thing. So basically, saying the non-existent thing is a body, yeah, without the animating, whatever you want to call it, spirit. The body could be per perfectly functional, but there'll be no movement. It's sort of like a coffee maker, yes, can only make coffee if electricity is, is firing, yes? It has no ability to create coffee. It can make coffee if electricity is going through. So this presupposing of a non-existent thing wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. So the presupposing of non-existent thing, I give it the term of selfing, because it's a large production. It uses the thought system, it uses the perception to reinforce its basic idea that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, and it also has the memory system, where in memories you're pictured as a body. Yeah. You can't have a memory of something that's always here. Yeah, you would be a, it would you would be in the availability of it. That's that would be what was going on. You can only have a memory of something. Yeah. So the memory, all this is facilitating this little event called what comes after is implied to be before. So the sense of being a thing that comes after implies that it's before being, let's say, or spirit. So, thing, the self-thing implies that what comes after, because the mental process produces the sense of self. You didn't have it when you were a baby. Yeah, it was produced, and it takes time to produce it. Yeah? It takes time. It's a process. So, here's a process, and then there's what, let's call it, we don't know what it is, being on this, whatever. But there is a quality to it that becomes obvious, which is it's not of time. Yeah, because there's never not been a time while you have been here that consciousness wasn't available. It's always, yeah? So it's more of a timeless nature. So that timelessness is what's before, and then the mental process arises, and, in, and then it implies that what its idea is before the, the being, or before the consciousness. So it just becomes an assumption that you're the one who's conscious. Yeah? Just like the whole thought system is based on a huge assumption. The thought system pictures you as a body, and it just assumes that's what you are, and then it assumes that you're the doer, you're the seer, you're the hearer, you're the feeler, you're the smeller, you're the thinker. It's just, it's just a huge assumption. And the assumption seems to get by unnoticed, and then it just riffs on that. 
Yeah, it just riffs on the idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity that isn't after consciousness, but it's what's conscious. So the thing now now implies it's before the known, the no thing, and now consciousness becomes an attribute it has or it doesn't have. And you can see how it questions or entertains consciousness. It says, I can be more conscious, and conversely, I can be less conscious, based on not consciousness, but on me. Yeah. So now this becomes superior to that which comes before it. So that's the heist. Yeah. It's the heist. Now, it's very highly vigilant about what's going on, but in this one room, there's no light on because it takes itself to be a thing. Yeah? So, but it's looking at everything else. It's got security systems. No one's going to fuck with me. No one's going to get what I have and this and that. But you're living under the, the effects of a heist. That which comes after has implied that it's before. Now your before comes way after the after. And now you're looking for what's looking. Yeah? You're looking as a, as a thing for what's looking, which is no thing. How the hell are you going to find a no-thing by looking through a thing as the no-thing. <laughs> how is the no-thing, how is the thing going to find the no-thing? It's already made it a thing. Yeah? It's conceptualized it. It made it an object. So now, what's looking is now seen as what you and I are looking for, but you and I are the emphasis, you and I as non-existent things are what's looking, we're all looking for what's looking, as an idea, with the hopes that if I found what's looking, it would make me travel lighter, yeah? But the whole point is, as soon as what you are gets objectified, it's not it, yeah? And then the object this is, is now sainted with subjectivity, which it doesn't have. It's a non-existent thing. Yeah? So the whole thing is ass-backwards. It's like bizarro world, in a way. Yeah? So St. Francis attempts to correct it very simply by going, it's not you and I looking for what's looking, it's what's looking that you're looking for. Yeah? So, when it's you and I looking for what's looking, there's tons of paths to enter. Some, and some will say they're the fastest path, or some say it may take lifetimes. But if we keep working on it, you and I are going to find what's looking. Yeah? As like a goal, as an object. But St. Francis said, no, 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 no. What's looking is what you and I are looking for. Now, what does that do? If that dawns on you, it's probably going to produce a huge effect, which is you're going to stop looking for what's looking. <laughs> because you're what's looking. Yeah? It just it makes, it totally makes total sense. If, if you and I is what, we're looking for what's looking, yeah? And we now objectify it, that can go on for freaking ever. And who's going to judge if you're getting closer or farther away? It's going to be the you and I. But if it's switched around, what's looking is what you are looking for. Well, that makes no fucking sense. I should be looking for it if I'm what's looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? The looking for it is, is, is the blindness to what's looking. That's how what's looking blinds itself to itself by looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> it blinds itself to being what's looking by applying what's looking 
into the job of looking for what's looking. So it's said in a lot of different ways, but like Buddha would, like Huang Po, a great Zen master, said, you cannot, well, you can if you want, but you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. What? Oh, yeah. So if there's a seeking of the Buddha, some assumption must be in place that makes the seeking of the Buddha seem incredibly essential and very, very clear-pointed, and you must be taken to be self something other than the Buddha. Because obviously, the Buddha wouldn't be busy looking for the Buddha. <laughs> he would be look, he'd be looking from the Buddha. And that would immediately determine it would be useless and totally absurd for me, the Buddha, to look for myself. <laughs> that maybe would be the greatest way of hiding it. Yeah. While the Buddha, masqueraded as his non-existent Paul, is now looking for the Buddha, which is just an idealized, objectual conception from the non-existent Paul. It's even more. You never. That's not even. It's not even close to the Buddha. Because you. And if you ever think you're going to recognize it, how are you going to recognize the Buddha if you're not recognizing you're the Buddha? <laughs> how are you going to recognize the Buddha when you're not recognizing the Buddha? <laughs> I mean. Whatever you recognize as a Buddha is probably not going to be the Buddha because you think it's different than you, and you're the Buddha. So he goes, all right, so if this doesn't work, you can't use big M mind to seek mind. The same dilemma. Yeah? And you can't use light to seek light. You can, but you can do it for eons and nothing's going to happen. So do you see there's a fundamental flaw? Our whole logic is based on the assumption that we're something other than what we're looking for. And St. Francis just very lovingly, compassionately corrected by saying, hey, what's looking? <laughs> what's looking? Not who's looking. What's looking is what you're looking for. That's it. <laughs> it would be this, that was his book of all books. There wasn't, there's not even one volume. There wasn't 20 volumes. There's fucking one half page. You couldn't even, you couldn't even put a, a fucking binding on it. It would be like a little thing you'd pass at a table. Hey, here. You know, you know what I mean? All right. It wouldn't be a big scroll. You know, it would be like, oh, what's looking? Oh, what? What's looking? Because obviously, don't you have a sense? What's, you know? Looking isn't this, you know? It's like, you know, awareness, whatever. So obviously, you're in the awareness that you want to use to find awareness. These, they came and they attempted to save us a lot of freaking time. It should be like a warning on every fucking spiritual book. You know? What's looking is what you're looking for. Yes, right now. <laughs> so why are you looking for what's looking in a book about what's looking? Why not just recognize what's looking? Oh, well, it doesn't seem like it's what I was looking for. Of course not, because you conceptualize it into a fucking mental object. Of course it's not going to, it's not going to appear as the mental object of you, the one you're having, because you have no fucking idea what it is. You can't. You can't experience it. You can't find it. You can't lose it. That's the beauty. You can't do basically anything with it. 
It's just on, and it precedes what you take yourself to be. It doesn't come after. It's not under our dominion. It's the context, and we, as this, is appearance in it, a content. How the hell is the content going to act without it? It has to be based on such an absurd assumption that it would, it would have a sense that it was prior to that which is before. I mean, look, I don't know, consciousness, this event of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, it doesn't show any effort or thought to be itself. It's not trying hard to be awake. That's its nature, yeah? It's just awake. Wake, wake, and no thought of effort. It's like not taking classes, it's not working out, you know what I mean? It's not seeing or hearing, it's just, it is what it is. It's being what it is. That's, it's not, it's not take, it's not something else that's trying to do itself into being that. That's not it, yeah? It's being what it is, which is conscious. And I, I don't see how, you know, there was this bookstore I do a talk at. I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. <laughs> a mutual agreement. I maybe not should come back. Like, no, it's just not, it's not, not happening. So there's a book on this big, it's covered with books on all the new stuff. Now the new religion is like neuroscience, you know, all this stuff. And it was a 900-page book on consciousness. Now, aren't you conscious? <laughs> Why would you want to read a book about what you are? <laughs> I mean, not, does it take me 900 pages? Oh, now I know. Now I know a whole lot about consciousness. You can't know more about consciousness than being conscious. You cannot know more. I don't care how many PhDs you have after your name. It may imply you know more here, but you cannot know more than being conscious. And we're conscious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just my mind. I don't know. Simple. So, this, so what's... What, it's not that, see, again, if you want to really look at it, this could not ever possibly happen, this whole idea, this dream. It's not, it's impossible. That which is aware cannot become unaware of itself, you know? But here in time it can seem, and the word seem is incredibly important, which means if it seemingly, which means it appears to be true or false to us. So basically everything here is appearing to be true or false to us. And there's some extreme examples, like in recovery, I've heard it quite a lot, where some people would share when they come into recovery and they say, the worst thing ever happened to me, and they have, it's, it's excuses for all their failed marriages and not getting educated and not being loved, was if that, that freaking thing was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And then a year or two, they get, they're starting to change, you know, the mental state, getting diminished, and now they see it as the best thing that ever happened to them. How, what was it? Was it the worst thing? And then it just, on its own power, transmuted into the best thing? You know what I mean? It was the worst thing. That was its inherent nature. And then it, it, went to, it went to an incredible extreme case of alchemy and it turned into the best thing. No, it's, it's the meaning you give it, right? 
you were in one condition, and from there you saw that was the worst fucking thing. That was the worst night when that cop pulled me over. But then two years later, now you're sober, and you see that's what initiated the recovery. So that's the best thing. Is it? It's worse than best view. It's not based on itself. It's inherently empty. It's based on us. Yeah, we give it all the meaning it has. What does that imply? Where does it take you? Yeah? Because the assumption, the, the mental, the, the thought system assumes you're a body. It doesn't even think of you as a, it does all day think of you, but the assumption is you're a body. It's, it's like thinking of you, but the you implies a body. Yeah? That's the only way you can be remembered. How could it think of you as a spirit? There will be nothing. How could you? Oh, I remember what I looked like four years ago. <laughs> As a spirit, pretty much exactly how I look like it now, empty. But, you know, it was all based on body. And this is going on ad nauseum. Tons and tons of thoughts are just popping and then that. And our interest and attention, we're engaged with it. More than any other, other senses, we're mostly engaged in that little porno theater. Because it's all about us, yeah, as a body. That, that body idea now is taken to be what is conscious. It's taken to be the doer of all the actions. Yet, just if you've ever been in addiction and recovery, it sure feels like you're possessed by something, like a parasite, and it basically uses you for transportation. And it fucking acts out and takes you to all these places, and then you're left holding the bag, because everyone sees you as a body, as the doer. But things are coming in and taking you over all fucking day. You're like one of those city share cars. You know what I mean? <laughs> it fucking pulls in, drives, steals, you know, robs a bank. The getaway car didn't do it. We're like the car. It was the bank robbers did it. Yeah, we're just used for transportation. And then we get all the tickets, you know. We go to jail for 40 years. And we can't remember that night that I killed the person. Because I was in a blackout. This, this stubbornness of us being the doer, us being the seer, us being the feeler, goes against so much evidence to the contrary. And then you believe, oh, well, the strongest instinct is self-preservation. But in nature, it's proven parasites override self-preservation the, in the host tons of times. The parasite jacks into the brain of the, of the rat and says, hey, listen, rat, when you see a cat, because it's got a parasite inside of it, and that poor parasite, you think you're having a hard time meeting somebody, like on Match.com? This parasite can only reproduce in the belly of a cat, and it's in a rat. <laughs> I mean, it can't call Navy Team 6 the same, you know, exported out of the thing. It's got to do, how am I going to get there? It has no legs. You know what I mean? Can't call for a car. It's just really, you know, it would probably give up if we, if it had self centeredness it would have fucking given up. Oh, fuck it, and just get loaded in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's never going to work. But it's fucking persistent. What does it do? It jacks into the brain of the rat and tells the rat, when you see the next cat, I want you to run right towards it. And they get, and it does. So that, oh, nothing will go against self You better believe a parasite will overrun self-preservation. In this dream. So, do you think you're immune to that? 
The thought system is like a parasite. It puts it, it's, I saw it with a guy today in recovery. He's taking, there's something that's talking at him as him. The thing's advertising its agenda, but it's, it's sort of like if you were at the door, if someone came to the door to sell you something, and it was you, you'd probably buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, I'll get that vacuum cleaner. You don't have a rug, but I'll get the fucking vacuum cleaner. Because you need something's what something's got to do. Oh yeah, just fuck it. Let's go out. <laughs> get loaded. 28 years, fuck it. Throw it away. Yeah, it does. And we seemingly have no immunity because the mental state has us, in a sense. We're on call, in a way. It just throws a couple of things up there, you believe it, and then you're off to the races. Where's the immunity of thought? Because if you're taking yourself to be a thought, you have no immunity to other thoughts. If you're taking yourself to be a thought, and it's a thought that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, if you're taking yourself to be a thought, you assume that you, you're the thinker of the thoughts, and you believe that if I'm the thinker of something, I should have some control over what I'm doing. But if you're a thought, you have no say about the other thoughts. You're just one of many thoughts. Now that thought presupposes it's not a thought. It says it's you, but it's still a thought. So there's no immunity there. But if the sense, if you can see you know, if you want to study something, study what you're not. It'll, be, it'll go much farther than studying what you are, because you can't study what you are. Because that which is studying what you are is what you are. Yeah? That which you, all the knowledge you're everything, you know, like scientists, they're studying everything, but they can't study what's studying. They can't get behind, they can't get behind what's prior, yeah, to study it. That's the dilemma. The assumption is so strong, we think we can know everything, but we can't know everything, because everything is prior to us, yeah? That's the knowing. The knowing is from everything not from us. It's going through our brain and it, and it adapts to this dreaming, but it's not, it's not going to be known by the knower. Yeah? Because whatever is feeling can never be felt. Whatever is really seen can never be seen. Whatever is hearing can never be heard. Because you are it. You can, you can hear and see and feel everything else here because you're not your because you're not it, but you cannot see, hear, feel, taste what you are because you're it. You're not something to find or do yourself into or do yourself out of. You are it. Therefore, it's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary. It's not like other topics because other topics are always something else other than you. This is what you are. And it's not going to fly when you allow what you're not to make it a topic for it. That is going to study the truth. You're not studying the truth. It's truth studying truth. And that is totally unnecessary. <laughs> so the thoughts, all that stuff, if you look at it, they're being used by this mental process. The thoughts facilitate, you know what facilitate means? They help it happen, yes? They facilitate the bondage of self. 
See, if there was a real thing called self, it would be called bondage to self. Just like this could be bonded to a chair. But the bondage of self is an activity. Yeah? See, in other words, the self is the harbinger of bondage. The possibility of bondage is rooted in the petri dish of self. Of feeling like you're a long-lasting separate entity. That's what allows bondage to become a reality, a seeming one, yeah? It's a bondage of self, so it's an activity. And there's something that the activity is being active towards, which is what we are. Yeah? So the activity, you ever hear the thought system? It's sort of a lot of time trying to convince someone there, who the hell is it talking to? It's, it's talking to someone. It's, I mean, if it, was, if it was that, it would just drive through the 7-Eleven and buy the vodka. But it's in two hours or four days working on you. All right, fuck it. I'm going to drink. You know, it has, it's like the parasite. Yeah? It's got to convince the host to go fucking somewhere. So what is it talking to? What is the only reality there is? The seeing right now. Yeah? And the mental state is constantly advertising to the seeing that it's a seer. Once the seeing takes itself to be the seer, it's not seeing clearly anymore. Now it's looking from the identification as the body and that's flying to the seeing. And then you try to apply the blindness to look for what's looking, and fucking, it, it's the greatest hiding place of all time. Because again, you run into the wall. The Buddha is seeking the Buddha. Good luck, Buddha. <laughs> now, to me, it's not that I'm much rather, it's so much more fun to have experiences and they get better. <laughs> I love I love having a talent like a daily agenda and I've gotten better ever since I woke up. Fucking that's great. And then the next day I even get better. And the next day I'm gonna go with a group of people and get really better called the retreat. And on and on and on. And it's great. You can measure your growth and someone the other day said to me they came back from a retreat, and I haven't seen them all the time. They say, oh, we're, move, we're I'm moving closer to the light. And I go, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> You're moving closer to the light. I didn't say it that way, but I just was asking. What do you mean by that? Because a lot of times people say shit, and you just let it go by. I said, wait a minute. Because the light is moving to the light? <laughs> How could that possibly be? You know, but she looked a lot better than I did. She was excited and glowing and fucking this and that. I was just trudging to get a fucking soup, you know. <laughs> because as the light, it's not exciting to find the light as the light. <laughs> it gets quite ordinary, really. It just becomes very, very... It's so obvious that it's just the way it is. You can't, I mean, you can't herald it as a new beginning because it never not was. <laughs> you can't seem to write a story how you found it because you are it. <laughs> and especially the sequel, How You Lost It, is totally unavailable. So it's going to be one short book 
what's looking is what you're looking for. Followed up by the second bestseller, the seeker is the sword. Followed up by the third bestseller, you can't use the Buddha to seek a Buddha. Followed up by the fourth one. Or you, if your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? If you need any more volumes than that, you've got to go to extreme care. Those four should do it for the rest of your life. <laughs> how long did the, how did the, how long was the study session? Five seconds. <laughs> you graduated. You are now awake. Oh, what's the big prize? To being awake. Wow. Really? I didn't really have anything to do with it. No, you didn't. Contestant number one. You're just awake to being awake. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Don't I get anything? Fucking nothing. <laughs> You're going to keep having exactly what you walked in here with nothing. What? No, yeah. And I, if you, after a while, you realize it's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, come on. I want something. No, really, please. Have a little faith. Just stick with it. See what happens. It's different. Because excitement comes and goes, you know? Anything in the mental state that can be acquired can be lost. That which is agitated cannot produce stillness. That would be agitation. Yes? The mental state is agitated. It is not going to rest in the bed of, of peace. If it, if it, even, you know, even if it reserves it in advance, it's not going to find any rest in it. It's going to get agitated around peace. It's going to say, I may lose it tomorrow. Meditate. Sphinx the muscle. He's so fucking tight. You know, everything's based on you all day. Fuck. This is more like a dispersed sunlight, yeah? And same sunlight dispersed is wonderful. It gives everyone the ability to see where they're going all day. But if you just focused it on any object, it would burn it. It would incinerate it. That's what the mental state's doing. It's calling this the center of the universe. It's thinking about it like we say in recovery. You know, we're not much, but we're all that we think about. It's a real... It's... So the more and more focused light, the more fucking mutations it does. You know, it gets more and more obsessed with self. You can't believe how up the ass of self you can get, you know. Just gets like right up there. And then you gotta get a more and more finer divine proctologist to pull you out, you know. Eight months retreats, two years and two months retreats, and then as soon as you leave, you have a wet dream and you're fucked again. Whatever. It's like crazy. You can't win. That's the beauty. The beauty is the wisdom of no escape. There's nowhere to escape from. None of this has any reality other than what we give it. And I don't mean what Paul's giving it, what we as the dreaming is giving it. And every night, we don't seem to get, maybe when you're a kid you had to be dragged to bed. Most of us are looking forward to it. Yeah? And then totally, there's a forgetting of you, and then deep sleep is like fucking nothing ever happened. And then we wake up, seemingly, and then, you know, it's like Henry Winkler wakes up, and there's the jacket, and fucking becomes the Fonz for the day. You know what I mean? It's been syndicated 40 fucking years. <laughs> but in fact, it's, it's like nothing ever happened until you back wake up. As, until you're there, nothing's happening. Yeah. So in a sense, here... Everything is happening, but nothing ever really happened. 
All it is is verbing, and none of the verbings ever became historical nouns. You can't fucking freeze dry or like take a single frame picture of water and then call it the picture of a river. You've got to feel the, the movement to get the sense of river. So everything is verbing. So nothing ever happened, but everything's happening. Yeah. Us included, you know. We're not a noun, obviously. We're not a thing. So if you see what you're not, it's in the seeing of what you're not, that's what you are. You're the seeing of what you're not. So instead of looking from the production of thought, you see the production. Yeah? You see the selfing instead of looking from the selfing. Yeah? You see it. So when you're looking from the selfing and you hear about selfing, People will say this, Oh, Paul, I've been selfing all day. No, that's not it. The feeling of being you as the selfing, the selfer of the selfing all day, is the product of selfing. Or, you know, the selfing's been driving me crazy. That's not either. Yeah? The sense of selfing is the sense of being the one who's been driven crazy or the one who's driving crazy. Yes? It's the feeling of being the one. That sense of being the doer, the haver, the feeler, the thinker, that's the production of selfing. Yeah? It's the selfing is just being used to imply the noun. Yeah? As soon as the noun gets in place, the noun gives all the rest of the verbing direction, and now life isn't seen as happening, it's seen as happening to me. That's a fucking mental interpretation. Then yesterday and tomorrow become more dominant than now. Yeah? That which is after is now seen to be prior. So our starting point is, is way off. So we're seeing things from a mental state, and therefore things can be seen as threats that are not threatening. Yeah? Total outlandish making of molehills into mountains and so forth. All this can happen because there's no sense of what's real. So anything fucking goes. And in spirituality, everything's going. So by seeing what you're not, it will distill into I'm not that. Yeah? And it's I'm not that, there's no that, it's I'm not that. All the implications, all the assuming, all the presupposing, all the implying. It's like Zen would say, you know, the finger's pointing at the moon. In the mental state, there's just fingers pointing. There's no moon. This is the mind makes the leap in thinking it's a body, yes? Or feeling it's a body. The thoughts pound away, pound away, pound away, pound away, and then this assumption's taken to be so, and then the mind seemingly forgets that it's mind and takes itself to be a body. And then unrest, disease, discontentment, dissatisfaction, agitation become the norm. And then we, we want to have the effects of what we actually are. But we want to have it as what we're not. So we're looking for what we are to acquire, to put on what we're not, so we'll become a better what we're not. Really. When you see it, you, that, that freaking storyline will be totally interrupted. And suddenly, that which was always going to be looked at like an urban renewal project, always having to be worked on, having to be critiqued. You know, I should meditate longer, my retreats should be longer, I should hold my breath longer. The urban renewal project stops, you know, because it's not you. 
And now all the interest and attention that was wedded to this dead preoccupation is released. And then you'll see it may start enriching your day instead of enslaving you in, in the day because it's based on yesterday and tomorrow. That same energy, can, when it's directed by something other than the mental state, may be an enriching quality right now, and you may have an ease and comfort instead of an agitation as your base. To me, that's the, that's the idea of traveling lighter as an action figure here. Gone, this is the experiential interface. And experiences, you can't poo-poo them. They have effects here. So what's the greatest advantage to this is not being this? It allows the action figure to, to, to drive a whole lot better because you're finally recognizing it's a Ford and, and you've given up the idea it should be a Bentley. You know, it's a Ford, it smells like a Ford, it turns like a Ford, it's direction broken, and it's fucking okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to buy Bentley emblems and try, oh, it's a Bentley. No, that's a Ford. No, look, it's a Bentley. You know, get the appearances. Oh, look, I'm a spiritual seeker. No, you're not. Oh, yes, look. Look at this resume. Look, oh, I have three quarts of petroleum oil. <laughs> I have every incense from Sai Baba's Asha. All this. No, yes. You, it's like being in a breakfast nook. The people have, they have the best, bre- all the breakfast cereal boxes from around the world, but there's no cereal in it. <laughs> they look like the most stock breakfast joint, but there's no food. What's the point? To look something or to be something? That's the point. This is not about knowing, it's about being. You can't apply knowing to being. You're not going to know that which is being while being it. Ramana says simply, to know God is to be God. It's that fucking quick. If you ever know God, you'll realize your being God. Mm. <laughs> I'll read you something. I like this one. This is You want to hear the necklace one? Have you heard that one? You want to hear the necklace one? All right. This one I really like because it's a good, another good warning, an explanation of a lot of, well, would explain at least thousands of conversations I've heard at outcomes and shit like that. All right, so here it goes. He says there's a lady. She has a beautiful necklace and she loses the necklace, yeah? So she goes to all her friends and people and says, would you please help me find the necklace? And then some of them are having difficulty and they say, well, we know a guy who's a great finder of necklaces. Let's go visit them. And then they go to the guy and the guy says, hey, it's around your neck. And she says, whoa, you've helped me find my necklace. But the necklace has been there the whole time. But the funny thing is, when she thought she lost her necklace, she had entered a great state of misery, and now that she's found it, she's enjoyed, but she never really lost it. So the misery was based on her ignorance, not based on a fact, because it was never lost. And no one helped to find it, they just pointed out that it was right where it's always been. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
So, but when they, when she sees the other friends, she tells them, I feel so great, I found the necklace. But in fact, she didn't. It had never been gone. That's what it's like. So here, this is just in the beginning of the book. I only got to page four in this book. And then it was all explained to me. <laughs> like something in the fall with I think. <laughs> there was no need to go anywhere else once I read that. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, this is pretty nice. This is a guy named Raman Mahashi right there. Passed away. I guess 52 or 50. So, you impose limitations on your true nature of infinite being and then weep that you are but a finite creature. See, we don't see, we're, we're all into the weeping that we're a finite creature. We don't see the, the preamble to that, which is, you impose limitations. What? I do? Yes. <laughs> you impose limitations on your true nature of infinite being, and then weep that you are but a finite creature. Then you take up this or that practice to transcend the non-existent limitations, but if your practices themselves assumes the existence of the limitations, how can it help you to transcend them? It's the same thing he said is in another way. And he goes here, There is no greater mystery than the following. Ourselves being the reality, ourselves being the reality, we seek to gain reality. We must be trying to seek an idea that we, as reality, are entertaining about reality, yes? Because it has to be an idea, because why would reality seek reality? We think there is something hiding our reality, and that it must be destroyed before the reality is gained. That is ridiculous. A day will dawn when you will yourself laugh at your own past efforts. <laughs> that which will be on the day you laugh is also here and now. Oh, I have another one. It's pretty nice, eh? It's such a beautiful statement. I don't think I have any more. That's good. So, so basically, in a sense, the presupposing of the non-existent thing is like the conception, really, of the mental state. Let's say it's first conception, right? It starts presupposing. If you want to see it in the dream as a kid, you know, when the kids hit a certain age, then it's mine, and this and that. This is the self thing developing, yeah? Because it will claim everything to use to imply that there's a someone. So that's, you can watch it in kids, you know. So the, the, the conception of the mental state is this presupposing of a non-existent thing. Now where is it presupposing this? What space is it in when it's presupposing that? Us, the reality, yes? So there's a presupposing, so let's say one planetary idea flies into this infinite space and then this never happened, but it seems to happen in time, us goes, hey, maybe I'm that. And then we follow the course of the action figure as it takes itself to be the center of the universe. And it gets, for many of us, it gets to the absurd position where it starts looking for itself outside of itself. <laughs> and it gives itself different names it doesn't recognize because it doesn't see itself as the Buddha, so it calls 
There's a Buddha, I'm going to seek the Buddha, I'm going to seek the truth. But really, what's being projected out there as an object or as a topic is a mimicking of what you really are. You are what you're looking for. Yeah? So when the correction, if there's even a need for a correction, occurs, what you're correcting is an imaginary event. So basically, there was no correction. So when you see the problem from the solution, the solution informs you there is no problem. It's an activity that the solution is entertaining. <laughs> and then, and if that's so, then there's some power over it because it is prior to that which is entertaining. So the dreaming can sort of change when the dreaming, yeah? When the dreaming goes, hey... I'm not the dreamt, then something changes, yeah, because you are it, yeah. So the mental state is just constantly claiming, at, you know, facilitating all these things like that make us what we are seemingly thinking and feeling and tasting. And it's using, the, the, how it uses it is represented by the word my. So it's my feeling, my thought, my girlfriend, my problem, my money. So I wish all of you to have a lot of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. Yeah? This money's the exact same, but you put my in it, and <laughs> things change. Yeah? <laughs> girlfriend, everything's nice. I like seeing her go to movies. Suddenly she's crowned my girlfriend. I think I can go on her emails, start stalking her. I want to make sure what my girlfriend's up to. <laughs> to my signal something. Something occurs when the my is affixed to something that comes after it. Yeah? It fixes it. Now that which comes after is used to imply the phantom which is before. So now the, all the thoughts are being used to imply the thinker, the feelings to the feeler. Yes, this is how it is. You'll see it. You don't need that many examples. The height, the, the burglar, the heist is the exact same heist over and over again. It's very repetitive. So if you see it once, you may see all that you need to see. Because somehow or another, if you see it enough, the emphasis must be on that which you're seeing after a while. Yeah? So, when something comes and then goes, what stays? What's there? When the selfing gets interrupted, what's still there? Us, yeah? So, suddenly, that which is before, it's like the horse is in front of the cart now, and then things just make sense. Yeah? You don't have metaphysical questions, you just have questions like, where are my keys and shit? You don't have questions of, oh, why is this happening? <laughs> because it's not happening. It's, it's a dream. Seriously. When it's over, it's like it's never gonna, it's like it's gonna be never happened, because it never fucking happened. Literally. So there you go. It's electric in a way. Yeah. It's got a. It authenticates itself because it has a vibe. See, like when I heard this message for the first time, it really was like an. Uh, it was like an unspoken yes, and it was like. It was a knowing before knowing. You know, it was beingness, just like in an aha, and then it's it's been like the last answer ever since. It's just been echoings ever since. And what else is there to entertain? 
you know. Nothing else has come about around. I don't want a turbocharged version of it. I don't want to enter extreme nothingness. <laughs> Play dog shit awareness nothingness is plenty nothing. It's got a lot of nothing in it. <laughs> so in a way, here in this place and time, you can get used to being yourself. You may feel empty in a lot of ways. It may feel like well, I had a lot more fun, you know, driving to the dealer's house or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I had so much hope that shot was going to really save my ass. Now all the hope is gone. <laughs> it's pretty damn sobering, really. <laughs> because you can't get out of an imaginary place. You just can't escape. How can you transcend an imaginary place? You can't. Yeah, the transcendence here is being here. Completely being here is the transcendence of this place. And that's the last thing I ever wanted to catch up to me. I never wanted to be caught by here. I was constantly trying to get out of myself since I was like six. Drugs, everything else, spirituality, science fiction, horror movies... Then back to drugs. <laughs> then back to spirituality. There's two that I've done twice. Spirituality and drugs. <laughs> Maybe the third will be the charm. <laughs> we'll go out on drugs and they get spiritual again. Maybe they'll finally fucking work. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, let's do it. Oh, okay.